This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen Say Anything? What? What? So, there's not a lot of trigger warnings. Well, there's a couple. Okay. So, um, the fr- one of the friends talks about her attempted suicide. And there's that weird scene with the dislocated nose that was way more graphic than I anticipate. Like it wasn't it wasn't Chernobyl graphic, but it was still like, <laughs> hey, we're watching this like teenage rom com and here's a dislocated nose. You're talking about when Lloyd gets hit in the face. Yes. Kickboxing, sport of the future. Yes. <laughs> Dying of the Dragon Romero. I can tell from your face that you don't know what I'm talking about. That's not the guy's name. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. We watched this a couple weeks ago, so I don't remember all the references, okay? <laughs> so It's all right. Can you tell me this, though? What's that? What three things were you expecting from this program? I was expecting typical 80s rom-com fair. Okay. Um, I was expecting dude holds the boombox above his head at the end. An image that you just even, even for a non-watcher, it's right. gotten to you. Yes. That the, that's it, there's what that like is. a meme on the interwebs. I don't know what that means, but go on. <laughs> and the, thir- thir- oh. the title is say anything, but I bet they don't say anything. Did I just blow your mind? It's exploded. (laughs) It certainly exploded. Well, so did you expect to like this movie? See, here's the thing about 80s movies. Okay. They're either going to be really good, they're going to be really bad. You don't think there's a... You don't think there's... You think it's like a flip of the coin? Because I think... Uh, okay, I don't know. I I grew up. I'm I'm quite a few years older than you. I'm 83 years old. Oh my god. So to me, like the 80s, the 80s, like a lot of 80s movies, like hold a place in my heart, and I'm, it's near and dear to me. So like to me, like it can go either way. But that's sorry, that's your feeling about it. Well, I'm not saying like. I mean, you know that I love a lot of bad movies. But I recognize that they're bad movies, and a, some of them fall in the 80s decade. That's all I'm saying, is that there's a lot of good movies, there's a lot of bad movies, there's not a lot of in-between. That's what I'm saying. I gotcha. So I gotcha. anyway, because I wasn't sure yes. if it would be really good or really bad, I just gave it three. Three out of five. What is your one sentence, IMDb? Uh, description of this film boy meets girl boy and girl fight boy and girl break up boy and girl reconcile 
Jeez. That was four sentences, though. That's kind of... Well, it's also like a blueprint for the whole movie, also. Like, so well done there. <laughs> but it's a rom... It's decidedly devoid of romance. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, this movie is from 1989, PG-13. I don't think 13-year-olds should watch this movie, quite See, frankly. See, I was only 8 in 1989, so I, I wouldn't have been able to watch so it. I'm glad you didn't watch it when it came out in the theater. <laughs> 100 minutes, comedy, drama, romance. A noble underachiever and a beautiful valedictorian fall in love. The summer before, she goes off to college. That was kind of right. Well, you spoil it. <laughs> Lots of spoils. So it was. It was mostly what I expected. Um, I did not see the criminal father storyline coming at all. I had no idea that like. Not even when the IRS like shows up to his house. Well, he's like, oh, we. I have people here. No, what I'm saying is. When I was sitting down to write my homework for the okay. movie, oh, 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 I w- when I was writing down what I expected, father is a criminal was not on that list, so I did not see that coming at all. Then I'm see. like, oh, maybe there's a big misunderstanding. Of course, her dad wouldn't be evil. It's Martin Crane from Frasier. Like, how how could he be? He was evil. It was before that. Well. I realize that. <laughs> anyway. The way he played it, like when he goes, like when he's describing like, like, you don't understand, there are all these people in the whole world and it comes down to just one amazing person. He's, he has this intensity about him where I'm like, okay, this guy seems like a little unhinged. There's yeah, unhingedness he, about him. He was very uh, frantic, like just yeah. kind of on edge. It's true. Has your opinion changed about this film? I really liked it. You did? I did. Yay! We don't talk about it before <laughs> we do this. I'm so happy. It reminded me of other like coming-of-age movies that I've seen, like Dazed and Confused, can't hardly wait 10 things i hate about you which we're not going to discuss because clearly you have the wrong opinion about that movie um and like 16 candles and stuff so i i really liked it 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 made me go oh like i remember those those days that i had you know watched other people live (laughs) see it's funny because i'm like i know you like okay i don't mean to lead the witness What is your opinion of romantic comedies? My opinion is... It it depends. Like, well, yeah, I don't like sappy romances. Like, the stuff where people are, like, hugging and kissing and crying in the rain and blah. Like, I don't like that kind of stuff. I've never seen The Notebook, but I think that's what you're referring to. But, like... (laughs) I like When Harry Met Sally. Yes. And like um, Move Over Darling, which is a classic that's on our list. But, well, spo- spoils. Um, 
So yeah, I like I like romantic comedies. I'm just kind of particular. So why are you asking me what my opinion on romantic comedies is? Oh, because I'm just wondering. Like, I like science fiction, and like, if there's great science fiction that's been produced between the 1960s and now, and I haven't seen it, <laughs> you might ask, why haven't I ever seen this? That's true. I would. Maybe it's, I mean, you know. Okay, I haven't seen everything. I haven't seen Logan's Run, for example. I haven't seen that either. I guess we can't watch it for the podcast. You can't spoil it for me. Well, anyway. For two different reasons. So. Yes. My rating after watching. Yes. I will give it. Five stars. No way! Yes. <laughs> is that your first five star rating? It is my first five yeah, star Yeah, give me, give me five. <laughs> five stars. So, yeah, I mean, like, if, well, if we, you know, have regular TV and it came on, like, TNT or something, I'd be like, yeah, let's watch this. I don't know. You own it, right? Or no? Yes, I yeah. Do. So, you know, that could be in the, in the regular rotation. Nice. I like that. I was really... Like, you noticed I was going like this because I didn't want you to read below. No. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for not... So for those listening, Ginny does a good... Virginia goes through and actually has the whole outline of, here's what we're talking about. And I just have like, here's my thoughts. Lord Dabla's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know where we're at. So I'll look at your screen. Uh-huh. But I'm glad. I'm that was still a surprise to me that you were. Well, it was a. Anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad that you liked it. Me too. Yay. So there were two people from Fraser in this movie. No way. Yeah. Besides the, the there was father. Martin Crane, and yes, I'm well aware. That this came out before then, but I saw Fraser first, and so he is Martin Crane. That's fine. And the teacher is Lilith. That's oh, of course that and who B- plays BB uh, Newworth, right? She plays um, Fraser's wife. Ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Ex-wife. Sorry, I don't know her name. Her name is Lilith. The actress, I think, is BB Newworth. Also, oh, there's a third one. You hmm. know who? Hmm. The dog. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. The dog's not in it. Um, also, speaking of familiar faces, real life brother and sister. Yes. John and Joan Cus- Cusack or Cusack? I say Cusack. Cusack. Um, play Lloyd and what was her name? I should know. I should know. I don't know. They play brother and sister, though, which is... That's yeah. just so... That's so lovable. That's so absolutely lovable. If her name's not Joan, then they've they've effed up, is what they did. Well, his name isn't John. It's Lloyd. Well, you're not going to work with me here? What's, what's the female version of Lloyd? Lloydette? Lydia, Lydia. Lydia. Is her name Lydia? I wish it was. I'm looking at the lit. Why? Sorry. It's uncredited. Oh, so if it's Constance. difficult. John 
Cusack plays Lloyd and Joan Cusack plays Constance and he lives with her because his parents are stationed overseas well he's not making that money being a kickboxer oh oh he's out of high school isn't he no no he's not he's gra- he just graduated there's a graduation scene at the very beginning right so he was living he's living with Constance because he was still a minor at that time he right. was still in school correct so would you like to reiterate your rule about the titles of movies oh if you call a movie uh, n- name name a place name any place Italy Virgin- Virginia okay Italy I should have said Virginia. <laughs> if you name, <laughs> if you name your movie "Going to Virginia," or sorry, if you're gonna name your movie "Going to Italy," you have 20 minutes to get to Italy, <laughs> or I will be very annoyed. So, how long did it take us to the evocation? Is that what we're saying? What we're calling it? The uh-huh. evocation of the title. 53 minutes. How long was the movie? I think you said 100 minutes. So, like, literally halfway through the movie. And some change, yeah. The dad says, you can say anything to me, but he's a liar. I mean, well, he's, well, you can't, he's semi he a liar. You know what, though? Like, she can say anything. Like, he could have, like, handled her being, her coming home late when they first have sex. Yes. He could have handled Let's that. Let's be clear. When... Lloyd and sorry when uh, Lloyd and Diane Diane has it was Diane ambiguously Clark. worded I'm sorry and since we just watched Game of Thrones I want to make sure <laughs> we're not into we're not into some overly horrible, familial we've already territory. had we've already had the trigger warnings that's true it's not that um so he handled it really well I, yes right like, he definitely handled it better than I think my father would have. <laughs> like, let me just sit down and we'll talk about this. Right. Like, you can't. So, she is. She does have this. It might be an illusion that she can say anything to him. And maybe she says a little too much because. Yeah. She kind of says, like, oh, yeah, it seemed like he wanted to do it and then didn't. and then But then she was like, yeah, and then I was the aggressor. Yeah, that's something you want to share, like, with your with your BFFs, but not so much with your, with your old dad. Shouldn't In message. my opinion. I mean, other people might think differently, and that's okay, too. As long I mean, as they're not named Jamie and Cersei. Wow. <laughs> okay. One other thing that I found very unexpected was the trip to England. Okay. Um, I didn't... Here's what I thought would happen is boy meets girl. Mm -hmm. They start, you know, making out, doing the boy-girl thing. Mm -hmm. They have a misunderstanding. Something happens. They break up. Yeah. The end of the movie is when... Lloyd is holding the thing Holds over his head. aloft his, yes. his boombox. And that's how he <laughs> professes his undying love to her. And they, like, 
this the movie ends with them like riding off in his car where they're like he has his arm around her or something for i wasn't expecting that to be like what three quarters of the way through and then it actually ends when they not, go to england yeah we're not even lloyd holds aloft the <laughs> the boom box and we're not even we're not even out of act two yet right if you think of a movie in three acts right so that was yeah and I mean, part of me, as someone who got married very young the first time, um, part of me was like, don't do it, guys. Like, I could see the love they had for each other, but like, don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> Wait a few years. It'll be fine. So since we're on this scene, I have some other thoughts. But um, so the in your eyes theme. In your eyes, Lord, the heat. In your eyes. In your eyes. We already know that the courthouse isn't across the street from a park. They're in, they're in a normal suburban area. Uh-huh. There's not a park to the left, right? Presumably, it doesn't back up to a perfect, beautiful park, a lightly wooded, <laughs> perfectly romantic park. But that is where... Lloyd is holding aloft his boombox. I was boom kind box. of wondering about, like, like, do they live across from a pasture? This seems unlikely. Because remember that scene where he's like, he walks her back. They're like, they stop at a 7-Eleven. Or, or, oh, right. Or, or they stop at a gas and sip. I'm not sure. <laughs> and they walk the rest of the way. And he does that, like, he kisses to the He blows kisses and takes his bow to the audience. Uh-huh. Like, after their first date. Right. So it makes sense to me that there's this magical place that Lloyd stands in this lightly wooded park. Because it, it, you know what, that is, that is a nice, sweet, romantic gesture, right? Right. But I also think that the Millennium Falcon is a nice, sweet spaceship. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember that <laughs> these are both fantasies. True. I think after doing the Lloyd, if if we can use that for shorthand, doing the Lloyd. Do the, the Lloyd. Do the Lloyd with a boombox over my head. Um, if you do the Lloyd after eight unreturned phone calls, it's kind of harassment. It really is, yeah. So it's good that they put Lloyd in a pretend park to re- remind us. That, how annoying would it be? If we can see that there's neighbors all around, we don't see another living soul, let alone a house. Yeah, nobody calling in a noise complaint <laughs> for a blaring boombox across the street. Now this, I'm sorry, this does lead me to my next, this is logical just to say next. Is Lloyd the male version of the hypermanic pixie dream girl? Like, is Lloyd the guy that women fantasize about as a perfect, you know, person to flit into their life? I think that appeals to some women, just like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl appeals to some men. Or women. Or non-binary people. Sure. Um, But yeah, he's very, like, he's very tortured. You know what I mean? And some some people really go for that. 
<laughs> I don't know. Is that is that what no, you're I, looking I, for? No, I I did want I wanted your real opinion. <laughs> Do you have more to say, or would you like to go to the Bechdel test? Oh, okay, yeah. I can see that I have too much to say. So. So no, we can, we can definitely talk about, I mean, we're not even 30 minutes in, and half of that is probably us yelling at Pitbit. This movie takes place in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, a Mother Love Bone song, Chloe Dancer slash Crown of Thorns, is played in Say Anything. Mm-hmm. Mother Love Bone, if you don't know. I don't. <laughs> they were uh, an American rock band formed in Seattle, Washington in 1987. The frontman, Andrew Woods, unfortunately died of a drug overdose. But their members include Jeff Amit and Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam fame. Oh. So after they broke up, they formed uh, Pearl Jam. So... And Pearl Jam, like, was one of the cornerstones of the, you know, the grunge rock movement in the early 1990s. So, like, before, like, the rest of the world found out about Seattle music, I just found it, I find it interesting that uh, Cam- Cameron Crowe is the uh, writer, writer, director. So, anyway, he has a, he has his, he had his, um, his hand on the pulse of the of the scene, if you will, mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. Anyway, the, there's other songs that are. Pearl Jam great. has a very distinctive sound. Yes, I've noticed. Yes, no, um, I I think um, personally, I think Stone Gossard is, is just an amazing, an amazing guitar player. So anyway. Um, so, so, you know what, so Lloyd has, this might be part of the, whatever the male version of Manic Pixie Dream Girl, mm-hmm. Lloyd has three close female friends, and then right. when he tries to hang out with dudes at the Gas and Sip, where there's, like, no women anywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he realizes, like, this is, <laughs> it's a mistake, it's a mistake to try to get advice on women <laughs> from guys. Yes. Like I just I find it interesting that Lloyd is able to like keep you know he's able to he's able to be quite frankly, he's the kind of guy okay, so maybe he's like the kind of guy that I want to be, and I think I am to a certain extent. Like he's like, yeah, like he he values his female friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have other things to say about this movie? I really enjoyed it. That that's really all I can say about it. Is it was great. So yeah, I have two more things. Okay. When I'm in job interviews and mm-hmm. someone goes, someone gives me like an open ended, open ended questions are like the one of the worst things. I like hate don't. Those. Don't give me an open-ended question like, what would you like? What? I really want to... <laughs> I really want to launch into Lloyd Dobler's, like, I'm looking for a dare-to-be-great situation. I don't want to buy anything, sell anything. 
or process anything as a career. <laughs> like that whole it goes oh, on. Man. It goes on for like many. <laughs> you know what? He should team up with Anna Ferris from Smiley Face when she's giving her her big speech in the meat processing plant. Do you really think that that's as like? Because she's just like, you know what? Okay, you know what? Maybe it is. Because, like, does Lloyd... Okay. Is Lloyd saying anything in that moment? And is she saying anything when she's all high and just going, you know what? Man, and this is bad. And <laughs> they might both be saying nothing, right? Is that is that what you're trying to... Is that your contention? Wait, say the first part again. I'm sorry. So it sounds like what you're saying is when Lloyd Dobler does his, I don't want to buy anything, oh, sell right. anything, or produce anything as a career. And then when Anna Ferris does her like emotional speech, but she's too high to really like yes. say anything meaningful, she's just going, you know what, man? And yeah. And yeah. Bad. Well, and also, like, I kind of see it as he is. Um, Lloyd. Lloyd is like sort of anti-capitalist in that moment. Yeah, that's true. And she's... <laughs> she has the communist manifesto oh. <laughs> in her in her possession. I so, forgot about that. So I'm saying they can, he's clearly more articulate than she is. Okay, because thank she's, you. she's high as a damn kite. Thank you. Um, so, like, they could team up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. Maybe he could be the speechwriter for Anna Ferris's character. Yes. Hopefully she'll be sober enough to read it. You know what we should do is so on the Cosmic Potato Super Fan Talk podcast. I've heard of such a thing. We will occasionally do this thing called Sci Fighters, where you take like a topic or you take specific characters and put them in a bracket <laughs> I to, like, I like to, to battle to the final championship. <laughs> I think we oh. should take the characters of the movies that we have watched. Like, from, from the first, you know, just pick characters and have them duke it out. But that's not fair. You know why? Bruce Willis? No, Ripley from Aliens. Oh. Alien, aliens. I think she beats everybody. Well. By sheer force of see, will. Here's the thing is I want to see <laughs> a three-way fight between John McClane, Ripley, and the Terminator. Now, wait a minute. Can we do John McClane versus the Alien Queen? The Alien Queen. What? I'm... I'm considering it. That is not something I expected you to say. Oh, I thought you were saying it flippantly, like, please. How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, we should we should put some more thought into this. Okay, let's let's, we could let's just, put a pin in that. We could just talk about like people that would team up great together, and people who would be good, like in a good versus evil kind of way. We'll talk about it. You know, later. you know. Okay, but just food for thought. You know who might be unstoppable? Who? Ripley and the Alien Queen. <laughs> so I have one more thing, and then and then I'll let you go. Okay. 
so and this is this is one of those like what I think of it now kind of things because uh-huh. um, I I honestly I can't remember I think it was like the last millennium when I first watched the, when I first when I last watched this uh-huh. it was probably like you know 1999 the ball was falling we're trying to figure out Y2K bug oh my gosh we're all gonna die maybe that might be the last time I watched this movie so like Watching it now, like, I didn't realize that, so after the party when Lloyd, you know, Lloyd and Diane spend all night together and they, they go to that party, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh. when he's like, um, he, he says out loud, which I never noticed before, he says out loud after saying like, oh, um, I want to I want to see I want to see you more Diane. I want to see you more this summer. Uh-huh. He actually says out loud, "I said it." <laughs> like he's so happy with himself that he actually like like I did it. That's good. Because to me like this isn't a guy who has a hard time saying stuff. He says everything. I don't feel like there's an inner monologue that we're not getting. <laughs> but even with someone like that, there's still something that he was unable or felt like he might have been unable to say. Mm-hmm. Again, this might be why I like him. Are you ready for the Bechdel test? I, I, oh. Okay. I think Lloyd's friends, and I can't remember their names, passed the Bechdel test. Am I right? No. Damn it. It does pass, though. Okay. Um, at the party, Sheila comes over to Diane. Air quotes. I know we were all too competitive this she, she, year. She's using air quotes when she's saying all too competitive. But I just want to say that if it hadn't been for Diane Court, more, I probably more would, air quotes. I probably wouldn't have gotten into Cornell because you made me study twice as hard. So thanks. And then Diane says, "You did the same for me." That's awesome. So, she, so she is in. She plays Heather. She plays one of the Heathers in the movie Heathers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Heathers, so I didn't make that connection right away. You didn't make that connection <laughs> with air quotes. True. Let's see. So. Has your, well, you already kind of said if your opinion has changed. My opinion has changed a little bit. So, not to put too fine a point on it, but, like, a problem with these romantic movies is, like, I'm afraid of men, especially younger men, watching these movies thinking, like, oh, this is how I can be romantic. You will go to jail if you follow what men do in romantic movies. 100% true. Don't do it. Don't go into your uh, your spurned lover's classroom and sing Why Do Birds Appear? Every time you are near Just like me, me. They, they long, long to be, be. Close to you. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but don't do that, though. Yeah. No means no, and eight, 
eight unreturned calls mean means you Leave should probably me alone. Go, go away. Yeah. On that note, the um the movie would be different if it was cell phones, of course. With today's technology. Yes. Oh, the, oh, because there were, probably would have been an exponential amount of emails and texts and whatnot. Snapchats. Oh, 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 can you imagine? Like, okay, so I do have to say, like, the, the, the boombox scene, if not done by John Cusack, it could have been, it could have been ch- way, way cheesy. I think it was done in just the right way, mm-hmm. even having having denigrated it as as I have. I think there is there is like this. There's this way he plays it, and it's all in his face, and the way he holds his body, where he's just like, "I'm just this is what I'm trying. This is what I'm doing right. This is mm-hmm. just what I'm doing right now." Yeah, that's kind of what his face and his that's body true. says. Like, Which, if you have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing that, it's a totally different look. Like, I mean, kind of, in a, that's the first... In your eyes, I will melon ball out your eyes! <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, he wouldn't be able to just do the, the casual, okay, I'm trying to get you back anyway, I think right. I can. He He's not, like, trying to flex his muscles while right. he's holding it. Like, right. there's, <laughs> there's, like, zero vanity in what he's doing. Also, he wouldn't be holding a boombox. I mean, he would have like an iPod with a Bluetooth speaker or something. <laughs> you know, holding a giant Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> or maybe have one of his friends in a band like hold up like an amp that's yeah, connected yeah. to like a <laughs> oh, connected man. to an iPhone. I don't know if he can do that. <laughs> I, I want to say if something on the plane would have been different, but I don't fly that much, so I wouldn't know. Didn't they have a smoking sign? They still have. They still use the, um, well, it's the seatbelt sign, but they always say, like, yeah, don't. It's the seatbelt sign now, not the. Oh. You're not allowed to smoke on any flight at all. Which is weird because you'll oh, in a brand new plane you will find an ashtray built into the bathroom because they don't want to. <laughs> you don't want smoke. You don't want cigarette smoke on a plane. Even more than that, you don't want a fire on a plane. True. So they'll give you the ashtray that you will get in trouble for using. Everybody knows what's happening. I love that. Um. Do you have anything else to discuss? That that was plenty. So that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find lots of great shows there like the Super Fan Talk Podcast that we talked about a little earlier. So Mm -hmm. check that out at CosmicPotato.com. And as for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> this song is not in the movie Chicago. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. I can't believe. What are you doing? I gave Pippet a soup bone thinking that she would sleep. Now she's looking for more soup bones. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me.